Hey, welcome world travelers and fellow adventurers to the Tales of a Traveler podcast. It's me, your host, Stacey Utek. My greatest joy is traveling and exploring the world with people that I love. I have been to 63 countries and have a bunch of stories to share with you. So thanks so much for joining me as I venture down memory lane and share with you the tales of my adventures from around the world. Hey there, my little travel nuggets, and welcome back to the Tales of a Traveler podcast with Stacy Utech. My friend Pete Hansen in college used to call me Stacy Utech, my breath away. And so I welcome all of you to think of me in that way. <laughs> uh, but seriously, welcome back. And we're still continuing this conversation of what got me started in travel. And the first couple episodes were some of my more formational uh, travel experiences. And today we're going to continue that. After today, it's going to look a little bit more sporadic with um, random stories from different countries that I've been to. But these three, going to India, going to Kenya, and then the world race, were truly some of the most transformational trips that I had been on and taught me the most about travel and helped me gain the skill of travel. Um, And so I want to tell you about the world race. Now, many of you are thinking the amazing race, that show on TV. I don't know. The world race is actually a year-long missions trip, essentially, that takes you around the world. And you could go to a different country every month of the year. And at the time, this was like a really revolutionary thing. I think it still kind of is. I don't know many missions organizations that launch trips all around the world. Um, but this is definitely one of them. And and the funny part about this story is that after I went to Kenya, I spent a couple of weeks in Italy um, just hanging out, just kind of, yeah, ending my trip there with a bang. Um, and I remembered thinking to myself, gosh, is there a trip that could take me around the world? Because I've gotten this taste of Kenya and like living in a country for a couple of months. I've loved it. I want more. And so I remembered Googling missions trip around the world. And the first thing that popped up was the world race. And the funny part was that it was with the same organization that I had just been to Kenya with, but they were launching this new program. So I immediately applied and I actually didn't get in my first year. Their first trip was in 2006 and they were partnering with another organization in South Africa. And so they weren't fully like launching through adventures and missions fully. Um, And that was like a bummer of an experience to not get in right away. But I'm like, I'm so thankful because 2007 is for sure the year that I was supposed to go. So I reapplied in 2007 and got in and went on this year-long adventure. And I think for me at the start of it, I was like, I've had a taste of what it means to travel and do mission work and see the world and be a part of it and learn from it. And I I was just so hungry for more. And um, so, yeah, I went. And the structure of the world race, like I said, was about spending a different uh, – going to a different country every month of the year. So they, you'd go to about 11 countries and they would split you into teams. And so I, I was on the same team of five people for the entire year. <laughs> and it was the craziest experience, but I loved it. And there were a lot of kinks to be worked out because it was a brand new program. Um, and there were times where we were supposed to go to one country and then that didn't work out. And so we had to go to another one. And um, there were all kinds of things along the way. But I loved my experience. And um, some people have had more negative experiences. But for me, I, I had the best time. And so today I'm bringing on 
an amazing guest. Her name is Katie. And Katie was on my smaller team within the larger team of people that were doing this this experience. And she ended up becoming one of my closest friends. I still stay in contact with her. I see her about once a year um, with my friend Ginger too. Whoop, whoop. Uh, the three of us love getting together when we can. And we have still a really special relationship all these years later. So uh, enjoy our conversation about the world race and we'll just switch over to that. <laughs> okay, Katie. Woo! Say hi to your loyal fans. I already know they're loyal. Hello, everyone. It's so great to be here. <laughs> great to be with you. Oh, my gosh. Now, Katie, I'm going to expose you. She's sitting in her closet drinking wine, which is totally appropriate for this moment. I have a confession. I'm eating Gushers. <laughs> Do you remember Gushers? I haven't had Gushers like since probably like seventh grade. I think you should go buy a box. It's going to take uh, you right back. You're going to love it. You're going to get addicted again. It kind of grosses me out, to be honest. Wow. So Now, if I had Dunkaroos or something like that, maybe. What's a Dunkaroo? Dunkaroos. They were like the little cookies you dip in chocolate. I'm pretty sure that's what those ones were. Oh. I think they were like Australian. It might have been little kangaroos. I don't remember those. I remember Gushers. They were cute. Anyway. Yeah, gross. So here we are. We are here to talk about the world race. Okay. So I shared a little bit already on my podcast about why I wanted to do the world race. Could you share with us what even drew you to this thing? Because it was like the first year it ever was in existence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of like, we didn't really understand what we were getting ourselves into. <laughs> no. Why don't you tell your crowd, your little audience, what <laughs> drew you to this? Okay, everyone. Well, so Katie background, I was super Christian girl, became a Christian when I was six years old. Spirituality was like always super important to me, um, was involved in Christian groups and church all throughout school and then in college. And then in college, I just, and after started asking some questions and was like, what really does it mean to follow Jesus? And I remember being like, what does that mean? What's my next steps? Where do I go? This is so important to me, but I'm kind of questioning things. And I had signed up for an email newsletter from, because my friend was going on a mission trip with Adventures of Missions. Um, and so I was getting email updates and that's actually how I first heard about the world race. And I remember it just talked about, um, following Jesus and serving the orphans and the widows and, um, it just sounded really simple and you'd be traveling the world like, and just trusting the Lord. So that just really stood out to me. It's like exactly what I wanted to do. So I was like, sign me up nice. and the rest is history. It is. And you know, I remember my first memory of you, Katie was at training camp in Georgia and we were like tent camping in the yard of the guy who, you know, like was in charge of the world race or whatever you want to call it. And I just remember watching you at training camp Crazy. and I was like, I hope she's on my team. <laughs> I like you, but I don't think we really had a relationship. You don't even, do you remember me from training camp? You know, I did. And you were always fun. You have like, we know this magnetic personality. Like I, I'm always drawn to the Stacy, but I felt like, I was like, she's a cool girl. She moves a, a lot faster than I do. I'm like, <laughs> you'll see this is 
a recurrent theme <laughs> in our experience. Like she's talking to people, she's got lots of energy, and I just don't, I'm, I'm not really that. So I was like, oh, this girl is fun. I'm probably not fat. <laughs> I'm not up to her speed, but she's cool. So I didn't think you'd want to be my friend, but you did. Oh my gosh, I did. And, you know, it, so we we got broken down into smaller teams and you were on my team and there were six of us to begin with. Then it went down to five, but, mm-hmm. um, we spent the year together. Now I do want you to address this issue between you and I really fast, <laughs> really fast. <laughs> Why? What is your biggest, what was your biggest impression of me that year? Oh, wow. I mean, the first thing really guys, Stacy moves so fast. <gasps> Can I tell a quick story? Really fast. Yes. <laughs> Two things. Okay. So, like we would be, Stacy and I always ended up sharing rooms. Like we were with each other the entire time and she would get an idea of something that she would want to do. Like she would just say, Hey, why don't we go here? And I'd be like, okay, girl would be at the door with her bag. I'm not kidding. Within like five seconds, like she'd be up and out and I'd be like, wanting to lay down, think about it, like think about, I don't know, the next step. She was out the door. So that's one thing that always stands out. But more than that, what I love is Stacy's like mag- magnetic personality. We would be in all different types of uncomfortable situations or with people who didn't speak the same language. And Stacy always brought like such levity and fun. Like it made, Aww. she's like, you made my experience so awesome. Thank you, Katie. That's sweet. Yes, we we definitely are different in that way. Um, but you brought a calmness and a serenity to me, which I needed, which I appreciate. Um, we balance each other. Yes, we do. Okay, enough <laughs> about us. We now need to talk about where we've been. Now, what I thought would be fun is if we tried to remember all the countries we went to and go every other, okay? so Okay. And see if we can do it in order. All right, so okay. we started in Texas. We met mm-hmm. in Texas, and then we crossed the border, and then where did we go? Mexico. Did you have it written down? I see you reading something. No. Okay, Mexico, no. <laughs> Guatemala. Um, Nicaragua. Oh, that's right. We weren't there long. Yeah. Okay, Peru. We were in El Salvador for a night, but I don't think that counts. Yeah, no. Okay, Peru. Oh, gosh. Argentina. South Africa. Mozambique. Swaziland. Thailand? Uh-huh. Cambodia. Vietnam. Yeah, we went there a couple times, just for the weekend. And then China. Yep. And that's where we, and Hong Kong. We ended in Hong Kong. Yeah, <gasps> I think we did it. Ah! We did it. We went to all those places. This is crazy. Now, I'm going to start real quick with a memory. I th- We're each going to share two memories because this could go really long. We could be on here forever. But maybe totally. two standout moments. My first one is Mexico. We were in this really small city. And every night they would kill a chicken for us and we'd eat it. And... Then we'd go across the street to the corner shop and raid their store. We'd eat all their Oreos. It was probably super offensive. This is one thing I learned about myself is I'm so offensive. But we, so we, we had some team issues. We were working them out. But a couple of our teammates would climb up on the water tower and sunbathe (laughs) in their bathing suits. And then one night we thought it'd be fun because we needed a little team 
team time. So we all went like went up on top of the um, the water tower and we're looking at the stars and we we're laughing, whatever. So we left then for the weekend. We went to a different city and came back. And no one would look at us in the eyes when we came back. And no one wanted to talk to us. And we were like, what is happening? Well, they were very reluctant. The pastor was very reluctant to tell our team. But word had spread in the town that we were swimming in their in their water tower, essentially what they drink from. And that that one night, they all thought that we were like fooling around on top of their water tower, which we were just looking at the stars and laughing. But I felt, we were like felt horrible because we're like, we don't know how to recover from this moment. Like the whole town thinks we're swimming in their drinking water. And we were not. Oh, and I just remember being like horrified because I didn't want to offend the the people in the village but we had but we didn't really speak they spoke an indigenous language so you couldn't really like clear the air very easily oh my god oh, oh that was crazy okay so that's one of my biggest memories what's well, one of yours okay the, I have so many but one that popped out when I was thinking about it today was I think we were in Cambodia I'm not quite sure but we were walking somewhere and um there was a man who was begging and he didn't have the lower half of his body. Do you remember this? And he was on a skateboard. (gasps) Yes. And he was begging for money and we didn't have any money with us. And I was kindly trying to be like, no, I'm sorry. He spoke a different language, wasn't understanding. And then he got really aggressive and really was coming, like wanted me to give him some money. And he ended up grabbing onto my skirt really hard and I was pulling this man who was on a skateboard (gasps) down the street (laughs) and I was like sorry no and our teammate finally had to take his wrist and my skirt and like pry them apart and it left a huge pinch mark on my skirt like the man was holding on so tight Um, so that was just a crazy one (laughs) oh my gosh it's crazy I've never heard that story I've never heard that (laughs) Okay, I have to consult my journal for this one. Are you ready? I don't know. I think you might know what I'm about to read. Let's see if you can take a guess. Do you know what I'm about to read? Um, China train station. Yes! (laughs) This is why we're friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we went to the... We were waiting in a a a train... Excuse me? A train station in China. That's a mouthful. (laughs) And... um, so many weird things started happening. So I just started writing them down. I'm only going to read a few because there's two pages worth. Okay. You might not remember some of these. Hannah, one of our teammates, kept swinging her ponytail as she talked and was smacking <laughs> the lady behind her. The lady poked her and proceeded to show her what she was doing. And I'm assuming so she would stop. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, when we first arrived, there was a guy hold- holding a turtle. We went over to see it. And at that moment, it peed all over him. I've never oh, seen a turtle pee before. It was awesome. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, when I asked everyone to make their best chicken face, and they did. I love my team. Um, Katie got mad when I started singing all the dirty songs she dances to. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hannah went to the bathroom and saw a man at the sink giving his chicken a drink. <laughs> I remember her, I don't know if you wrote this in there, but she was reenacting it. And she was like, I heard this slurping noise. Like, (laughs) she she looked and it was a chicken. Oh my gosh. 
Um, I wrote about how we were all like movie stars because everyone would always take pictures with us, which is crazy. Oh, yes. And how everyone's so loud and we could just talk as loud as we wanted about whatever we wanted because no one understood us. Um, Becca started scratching the bottom of her foot furiously because a bee stung it the other day and I told her to smack it instead. So there she was, shoe off, <laughs> sock pulled half off, smacking the bottom of her foot. <laughs> Katie yelled out anus, rectum, and other weird words I don't remember to approve the above point. <laughs> but people didn't understand that. <laughs> we, oh my gosh. Um, as we got up in line, we all had our gear on and started running into each other sumo wrestling style. It was so funny because your pack pretty much takes you with it as you stumble and you almost fall over, right over. Anyway, those were the biggest ones. I thought the turtle was really funny and the chicken. Oh, no, there was another one. There was a guy who kept stuffing plants down his shirt. Yes. And I said, don't yes. ask me why. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> he'd like, I think he had a trench coat and he'd pull out a potted plant. And I'd be like, what? I mean, I, that was my favorite, one of my favorite travel experiences. Because oh it was just like, constantly something was happening. Something weird every time. Okay, what's another memory you have? Okay. Um, hmm, there's so many good ones do we want a serious or a funny one mm, let's go funny or yeah funny. funny let's see give me give me a second ask me another question and then i'll come to it okay <laughs> um did you have a favorite country that you that we went to well i had a favorite for different reasons so guatemala had a fun backpacking environment um, Swaziland was the ministry that I really like fell in love with. And well, then Thailand was just gorgeous. Why don't you talk a little bit about what happened in Swaziland? Like what impacted you about that, our time there? Yeah. So what we learned while we were there is there was a large number of orphans because of, um, the AIDS epidemic. And so a lot of children yeah, were left without parents and, and needed some type of support system. So the organization that we worked with was so great. They provided a home for the children. Um, the, in the home, there were, um, for the most part, two Swazi parents so that the kids were then able to be raised in a, their own culture, which was amazing. Um, there, it was a working farm. So they were learning how to work the land, but then they also went to school. There was just so many great, like practical, things um and it was well thought out and planned and organized and you could see that they were there for the long term it just really spoke to me about intentional and smart ministry um and I just really respected the leadership and everything that they were doing there and and what's beautiful to see is I still get email updates about what's going on there and it's still continuing and it's beautiful and to see even some of the kids that we're, we probably saw when we were there have graduated and are now in the workforce. Like, it's just beautiful. Uh, I have chills right now thinking about it. I love that. And the guy who, the guy and his wife who started it, he at one point was like second in command to the king. Right? Did you know that? I don't know. Yeah, he was. And he was driving down the street one day and just saw a bunch of like orphan kids and he picked them up and put them in his van and just took them with them. Like, that's kind of how it started. And his value wow. was for family and bringing Swazi moms into the homes instead of like missionaries, um, you know, to like take care of these homes. He wanted like Swazi moms to come in and mm -hmm. raise these kids as a family unit. And so that's one thing I, I loved. And they had like a garden on the property and they were teaching them skills and 
they're getting educated and they were being raised in these family units. Like really, really beautiful. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. That was so cool. Um, mm-hmm. for me, I think one of my favorite countries and ministry opportunities obviously was Thailand for me. And like you mm-hmm. said, the country itself is beautiful, but <clears throat> I had worked with uh, an organization in college that reached out to male prostitutes on the streets of Chicago. And I remembered one of the volunteers I was with was telling me that he had like been in the red light district in Thailand and all about his experience there. And I was so intrigued. So when we got a chance to go there and be a part of that, my heart was just so there, you know, like with the women who are, I mean, essentially women who are being raped every night, you know, and like mm-hmm. then Nightlight, that's doing this incredible thing. Um, there's an organization that we worked with that basically like gave the women an opportunity to be employed to like make jewelry. And now they're doing all kinds of stuff. They're doing like, um, they're like printing things and doing jewelry and clothes and all this stuff, but basically giving them an, a way out if they didn't want to be earning money um, in prostitution. But just learning like the systemic issues and what the root problems are was like so fascinating, but also heart wrenching. And then I actually remember, I don't know if I ever told you this, we we'd go out with the ministry and do outreaches a few nights a week in the bar areas. And so they'd be with us. And one night me and a couple other people from my team were like, let's just go, let's just go on our own. Like we didn't have anything better to do that night. The ministry wasn't going out for outreach. So we went by ourselves to the red light district and we walked into a bar that we didn't know was like a lady boy bar, which is transvestites. And like, we sat down and immediately were like, we shouldn't be here. And this guy came over and was like trying to get me to take him home. But he was like, he's like, yeah, I've had, you know, partial surgery and whatever. And I was like, I mean, I'm just this young girl, like I was like, I don't know what to say. And I was like, we're just here to make friends. But I think for me, it was um, it's totally eye-opening to mm-hmm. the world. Like, what causes someone to fly to Thailand to get a prostitute? Not just that, but, like, to, you know, have a male, like, prostitute who is a woman. And it's just, like, or is transitioning to being a woman. And there was just, like there's so much darkness and sadness surrounding that whole place. And I'm, yeah, I think that's, what's drawn me to keep going back. And years after the world race, I brought teams back um, over and over Mm -hmm. to that same red light district. And my heart still feels the same every time I'm there, there's like sadness, but there also is hope. And nightlight actually has um, a coffee shop now, just like a block down from that red light district. And it's, they're doing outreach. They have, um, yeah, like all kinds of different opportunities for the men to come in and get ministered to and like the women to come and they can do their makeup and hair before they go out that night. And yeah, there's just women there talking to them and building relationships. So it's just really, yeah, like there's evil and it's dark and it's hard, but there's also such light and hope Uh in that city. And so anyway, that was just a really profound experience for me on top of, you know, like the food is phenomenal in Thailand. Oh, to be honest. yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so good. But yeah. Um, but yeah, those, was there any other like experience that stood out to you, uh, from that year was crazy. Like there were so many things happening interpersonally on the team in so, the countries we were in. Oh my gosh. So much. Um, 
I'll say, so I was thinking about what were the things that I took away that were so huge from it. Yeah. And it was people and places. Mm. So just, we met some of the most amazing people and got to see some of the most amazing cultures. And I think that has been invaluable to me. Like, I can't tell you how often I've been in a place and been able to recognize someone's culture by, I had Mm. a friend who had a, 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 um, a tattoo that was written in Khmer, and I recognized it. Mm, and I was no like, way. "Hey, are you? Have you been to Cambodia? Are you familiar?" And she totally was. That was part of her heritage. And wow. it was just—it's been so. I've had so many experiences like that, and it's brought so much beauty because you see people light up when you know part of them and where they're from, mm-hmm. or when you can relate in a way that they're surprised by. Totally. Um, so I've, I've just loved that. And then on top of that, oh my gosh, just being with our team 24 yes. seven, it would be hard, <laughs> but we had so much fun. Oh we laughed so much. We saw so much like yes. that I'm forever thankful for. So just people, friends, and then the people that we met. And then also just like we saw the most beautiful places. Mm-hmm, totally. Thailand. Do you remember when we went to the seven level uh, waterfall? Yes. Oh yeah. Beautiful. That was gorgeous. I... And then Machu Picchu. And, oh and, and what was amazing is sometimes we would just kind of fall upon beautiful places. We wouldn't even yes. know something was nearby yeah. and, and we'd just stumble upon it. But I just remember being in awe of how beautiful the world is and there's so many like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't expect something beautiful to be in a some areas that you were in and then all of a sudden you'd see something gorgeous yeah non-touristy like things that you right you know it's crazy yeah and one of my greatest memories is when we went to the great wall of china well we were staying in this hostel that they basically said okay we're going to take you to the great wall of china it's called the secret wall and so they're like ooh cool but basically <laughs> we bypassed all the tourist parts of the great wall and then they dropped us off which in the middle of nowhere and they're like okay you just walk up the side of this mountain for about an hour and a half and then you're just there and so this little guide is just taking us up the side of a mountain and then we're just on top of the Great Wall of China. And this part of the wall was like really broken down. There were parts where like we hiked up and down it for like four hours. And I mean, it's like mountainous. It's really crazy, but it was mm-hmm. so special. I remember it at many points being like, we're the only ones up here. I said, I felt like they brought us here to kill us. I don't know. It just felt like really <laughs> strange that we'd be the only people there. And I remembered sliding and like many people were falling because the stairs were like breaking down and but it, that was so cool and like really unique. And when I was at the well, the Great Wall of China, I told John, I was like, what do you think? I said, we have to do something here that's never been done before. <laughs> I said, what do you think somebody's never done? And I said, I bet no one's ever swallowed a rock on purpose. <laughs> so I swallowed a rock with a little, it was little. It was like a tablet size. A pebble. A pebble. pebble. It's more like a pebble. And I took a, I downed it with some water. I have a video. I'll have to post it on Instagram. <laughs> and I was so proud of me. I, it honestly, besides salvation, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. To have a piece of the Great Wall of China go through your digestive system. <laughs> could anyone ever say that's happened? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I okay. can't say that. Yeah. Well, I can so lesson to be learned, do weird things when you travel. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, and I want to say, I want to add to something you said, cause I agree with everything you said. I think for me, the world race was like, 
man, you can watch TV, read magazines, but it's like you get to see the world for what it truly is. And you meet these, these people who you'll never, you'll never hear about. These unsung heroes mm-hmm. who are doing incredible work around the world that you'll never hear about. But like mm-hmm. they're doing world-changing work, which is beautiful. Number two, when you touched on community, 100%. Like anyone who knows me is like, oh, Stacy loves community. She's a community girl. Well, that came from something. And I think that's been instilled in me for a long time. But I have to attribute a lot of it to the world race because we were on the same team with the same five people every single day. And we couldn't run away from our mess, from our weaknesses, mm-hmm. from even from our strengths. Like we, I've never experienced community in that way. I remembered sitting in a, that, our room in Guatemala and we had had some kind of big blow up. And we sat there for three hours and it was so uncomfortable and we were so <laughs> mad at each other and we sat there and worked it out. And I was like, this is actually community. And I remember leaving that year being like, I've never been so seen for all my strengths and all my weaknesses, but still felt so loved. And uh-huh. that to me is the essence of community. It's not like, oh, we like hanging out. It's like, no, community actually sees you and champions you and challenges you and calls you higher and also like we'll work through things together to yes. like resolve and gosh I think that's something I started I to cry <laughs> oh I started to cry just because that's so true and even stay so stay specifically with you like I I had a really hard year emotionally I'm an Enneagram nine and just look for peace and there was a lot of discomfort in multiple different ways yeah um, but you were so steady and really helped me um, you would take time to hear things that I was struggling with and would be a voice of reason but not only that you would help bring me out of the funk with your levity like it was so beautiful like yeah. it helped um, make the year so much more fun and I have to say too um, another shout out to you. You would make me experience so many more things because I'd be like, oh, I'm tired. I need to rest. And you'd be like, well, I'm going to go around the corner and do this. And oftentimes I would go with you and have the best experiences. Oh my gosh. So thank you. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't expect to feel so affirmed on this call, but this is wonderful. <laughs> I don't know if I should share this information. It feels secretive, but maybe I will because that reminded me we made an attempt in every country to go skinny dipping. The girls on the team. And there was one night, it was our last night in Guatemala, and we did not want to go. And we're like, we have to do it. And we went, and it was freezing, and it was worth it. Anyway, it was one of those moments where we had to, like, be like, nope, we got to do it. Yeah. So, anyway, maybe that's TMI. Listen. I don't think so. That was, like, part of my favorite experiences. One was in Nicaragua, where there were 10 of us girls, and I was at the end of the girl the group of the line of girls and I just remember all these naked people in front of me running in the moonlight it was the best I've never felt more free I know okay I'm sorry I want to apologize to my nieces you're too young and innocent to hear this about your auntie Stacy okay cover yours all right so well we got to wrap this up do you have any lingering thoughts that must be said on this podcast oh yes I have to go back to my other one of my other um experiences that I like. Um, I loved having parties, but we didn't really have a lot of resources. So throughout the year, we just kind of make things like one time we had some type of party. I made a palm tree out of cereal boxes. Like we did whatever we could. But um, I was thinking about your office party birthday that we had because the office was huge and we all watched it a lot that year. And so, and Stacy, we know loves the world. So we had an office party. How did the world tie in? 
we made a, you a passport birthday card. Yeah, you guys were amazing. Uh, I couldn't believe it. And, we, and some of the guys made a video where yes. we reenacted the office. Oh, it was just, it was amazing. fabulous. Oh, amazing. Felt so loved. And that's one thing I love about you, Katie. Is you were so creative. And you, <laughs> like, yeah, everywhere we went, I was astounded by, like, how you would make something out of nothing and make it super fun. I love your parties. You should be a partner for real. Bob Ray. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, Katie, <laughs> you are a joy, a delight. It's been so sweet to continue our friendship for like going on 14 years, which is wild. Man. We're not old. We're young. I feel, I still feel 25. <sighs> Talking about the world race, it feels like it just happened yesterday. I love them. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for your thoughts. Thank you for being my guest. You're beautiful soul. Thank you. Thank you okay. Say goodbye. Bye. <sighs> Isn't Katie the best? She's like a warm blanket upon my heart. <laughs> I just love her so much. Also, one thing I also love about our friendship is that she always remembers things that I don't. And I always remember things that she doesn't from the world race. So every time we talk about it, it's like we're seeing it again through a different set of eyes. And it's so much fun. So thank you, Katie, for your time, for your stories, for your thoughtfulness. Um, and thank you guys also. I recognize now as I listen to that recording back that my voice was super far away. So sorry for the elementary level of this podcast, but also not sorry because I'm having so much fun. And I hope you can still hear everything and that you get something out of it, even if it's just a little a little glimmer of light in your day. So thanks for listening. Can't wait to see you guys back for my next episode.